You are having all kinds of trouble today. I know. I'm having it's a day. It's my week. <laughs> anyway. It's, a, it's been not even your year. <laughs> it's not even my <laughs> solid, solid reference. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Retorts. I'm your host, Danielle. I'm Sam. And this is the podcast where one of us finds a strange piece of media and shares it, explains it to the other person who has no history with it whatsoever. And this is our second and final part of the Korean drama Love Cells. Ooh, I'm excited for the conclusion. You should be. It's amazing. (laughs) Before we begin, though, I do have two clarifications to make that I discovered over the last week. Oh, man. This will explain everything. (laughs) Yeah, no, it really won't. (laughs) Oh. They're un- they're unrelated to the plot. The first is that I said this was a two episode show, but it's actually fifteen very small episodes, little six to ten minute ones, I think. Oh, yes, and it was just the medium where I was watching it combined all of those little episodes together to create two long form episodes. So just for clarification purposes, if anybody's looking for it online, that is actually fifteen small episodes. And then the second thing is just a pronunciation thing. There are to f- the the love cell cat character. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We referred to her last time as Navi, which it is written as on a lot of English media online. Oh, I forgot her name. Thank you for You're reminding welcome. me. You're welcome. N-A-V-I. And in most of the English like summaries and everything, that's how it's spelled. Okay. But in the actual translation during the drama, it's spelled N-E-B-I, and it's pronounced closer to Nebia as opposed to Navi. Nebia. Yeah. And so I'm going to continue saying Navi because what we did in the first episode and is also, again, I think it's partly because how Korean is translated over a lot of the sounds and letters in Korean and don't have exact English equivalents. That's my best guess as to why there's a difference between the the two. Moving on to the next part, which I'm super excited about. Oh, no. (laughs) Because as we discovered in previous episodes, I am terrible at summarizing what happened previously (laughs) in stories. (laughs) Terrible, Danielle. I think it's magnificent. And this is Sam's chance to show us how amazing he probably is at this. (laughs) Oh, I don't know if I'm amazing, Danielle, but... I feel like your retelling really seared this into my brain because it's just so weird. I don't think I could forget this if I tried. Like, I think I'll need therapy to get this out of my head. Yes. So, so without further ado, please tell us what happened in the last episode of Love Cells. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> there was this guy named something, Dao. Daejung. 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 Thank you. Daejung. <laughs> okay. Well, again, what do we just say about pronouncing things, Danielle? Well, gonna... Close enough. <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> Daejung, and he is a average late 20s, early 30s guy, I guess, who has not dated for nine years. And this is apparently a giant crisis for him because his love cells are dying. That's not the only thing, still- though. It's not just that he hasn't dated in nine years. He also is, like, unemployed, can't pay his rent. Is a total slob. Okay, so he's generally a big loser. <laughs> Got it. He's a slob. He's unemployed. He can't pay his rent. He has no friends. Big loser. Right. Thank mm-hmm. you. Does any of the other stuff have to do anything with his love cells or just the dating part? No, but it's to establish that he has to like a character arc. He has somewhere, some place he needs to go other than just falling in love with somebody. All right. Okay. So 
He was a big old loser living on a roof, and he his love cells are dying, and in a in a uh, somehow inexplicably a bubble appears and is eaten by a cat, <laughs> which turns into a girl named Nabia, or as we'll continue to pronounce it, Navi, who is one of his love cells come to human form like a fairy godmother to grant his wishes and straighten his his life out. I am baffled still, but we shall press on because that's really just background. It's frosting. None of that matters because the real, the cake of this is the relationship he is trying to form with some celebrity. So Sorin is a celebrity, but she's kind of like a down-to-earth celebrity because she likes chicken feet. And why is she trying to why is he trying to form this relationship with her? You skipped that whole part, Sam. Oh, uh, cuz who cares? It doesn't <laughs> it is, matter. It's a it's, vitally it's, important part to the story. <laughs> I just like the, the oh, you think the love cells what they are would be more important, but okay. Okay. He they take her to the love cell takes him to a cafe and he tries to say, "Hey, what type of what, what's your type of girl? Let's pick out a girl here you can fall in love with." And he's like, "None of these girls can hold a candle to Sorin because she's perfect and everything about her is perfect, and I will never be satisfied with anything less than than her." Yes, but why is she doing that? She's doing that because if he doesn't fall in love with somebody in the oh, next month, she dies. Right. Sam, she dies. Right. So the cells <laughs> <Nabi> die. <Yeah. laughs> I still don't know why we care if Nabi. Or the love cells die. Like, can he, will he die? No. But he's I'm assuming. he's alone and he'll be alone and sad and never be able to fall in love. And also, it kind of dives into that in the second episode about, like, how crazy people who don't have love cells turn into. Well, I don't know the second episode yet. <laughs> so you can't expect me to have that kind of connection yet. All right? So for as far as I'm concerned, the love cells dying is not a crisis. <laughs> so the love cells are going to die. He needs to find Sorin. Sorin's the only girl that apparently will do for this guy because he's super picky despite being a total loser, which not a great idea. And oh, 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 how did I forget this? So, uh, not Sorin, the, the love cell, Navi gives him a video game inventory of <laughs> random materials that he is going to have one-time uses for like, a, like an old point-and-click puzzle game. And they're insane and they're always introduced with this infomercial by a dude in a tank top that says God all over it, doing his sort of chill, yo, this is the whatever, the magic spray that makes you smell real attractive thing. <laughs> or the glasses that, I don't remember the glasses too, but there were glasses somewhere, sunglasses in there. He's MC God Iceman. Iceman's his name. MC God Iceman? How did I forget his <laughs> I name? That's so good. MC God Iceman. Oh, no. I'm so sad. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you for reminding You're me welcome. of MC God Iceman. By far the best part <laughs> of the whole show. Oh, man. It's my favorite part. Oh, I remember all the other stuff, but not the good stuff. All right. All right. All right. So MC God Iceman is by far the best part of the show, I'm guessing. Anyway, he eventually bumps into Sorin. Because contrivances, and she passes out from fried squid, ends up in the hospital. <laughs> it's dried squid, but I don't know if it really matters. <laughs> oh, dried squid. Okay, my mistake. Sorry. Dried squid. Squid. There was squid involved. And she ends up in the hospital. She has some kind of nebulous relationship with another celebrity whose name I do not remember. Uh, his name is Jiwoon. Jiwoon, right. Jiwoon, the other celebrity who they kind of have a romantic, not romantic thing. There's, It's not really clear who's interested in whom and what all that stuff is going on. But anyway, our protagonist, Dao Jung, gets invited to her birthday party. Uh -huh. 
which is emceed by the agent of Jiwoon. The DJ is like Jiwoon's yeah, give her t- is manager. Like manager. Sure. Yeah, okay. He's like omnipresent. Okay. He's everywhere doing stuff. Okay, great. So that's good to know. He's like a, a puck character, I guess. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Causing mischief. He goes to this party. Jiwoon tries to impress So Rin with a room full of helium balloons that do not float. <laughs> I forgot about that, actually. You forgot about that. You told me about it. I know, but in, like, I hadn't thought about the first episode since we recorded, so. <laughs> okay. Helium balloons that do not float. A cake. Day Dao Dang it, how is Day Chung, right? Day Chung. Day Chung. Okay, I'm never gonna remember this. This is like Davia from Why do we do this to each other, Danielle? (laughs) Day Chung. He pops all the balloons in that room just out of sort of peak. Yeah, it was to like ruin the mood. Okay. Day Chung and Navi go and like pop all the balloons together. Cool. So he then hides under a table when Ji Woon brings in So Ren to show her the big surprise. And Ji Woon is super annoyed that all the balloons are popped and their voices get really high pitched because apparently the room is now full of helium <laughs> that was in the non floating balloons. <laughs> Magic. Magic. And he's under the table. Ji Woon starts looking for him. I don't, I don't think he finds him. He does not. Okay. And they're at the party. They both get pushed into the pool and what I suppose is supposed to be one of those fun romantic things about like, oh, we're both in the pool now having fun. Yeah, Navi orchestrates it. I don't know if she knows how it's going to end up, but she pushes them both into the pool. And I don't remember what happens after that. Oh, so Rin rescues him. Oh, so Rin, because he He can't can't swim? He can't swim. Yeah, she just like stands up and gets him out of the pool and then gives, you forgot this part, she gives him CPR. Oh, I did the forget the, the mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, that that is the, the cliche of everything about how mouth-to-mouth is basically kissing, which it is not. <laughs> we established last episode, CPR kissing, very different. Don't try to kiss someone back to life who needs to breathe because you'll end up doing more harm than Except good. Except unless you're Snow White, then you're good. You're good. Mm, even though it's kind of creepy. All right. So CPR happens, something, 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 blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what happens next is he... Dao Chung is made to be the new agent, the manager for So Ren, because her other manager she fires? I think he gets caught up in some kind of weird scandal and, and fired. Oh, they go on a date! That's there's right, they lot. go outside like, and they're hanging out and they get drunk and there's like karaoke, there's a montage. And then like the tabloids get a hold of it, it's like a big old scandal. That to explain the way that he's like a good family friend and there's no romantic thing between them. Yes. And then he's made her manager. That's all I got, got, Danielle. That's all I got. (laughs) I mean, that's that's the gist of it. That's the basic part. There is a part with a restaurant where they go, where it's so rude and she would go to the restaurant. How did I forget about the, like, crazy puppet thing (laughs) where he's, like, manipulating the guy in the piano? The copy beans. Copy, copy, copy beans. Yeah, and he's hiding, and she's hiding under the table, like, rubbing her leg in a creepy (laughs) way. That makes that sound, uh, the whole show sound so much stranger than it, even it is. Uh, I don't know about <laughs> that, Danielle. I think it's underselling it, if anything. And and there's he starts to like play his Ji Woon is trying to woo her by playing a song on the piano, and Dao Chun like gives him half a magic coffee bean that like makes him imitate his movement, so he does you know some weird dance. And stuff to make him look like a fool. And then Jiwoon sort of is embarrassed. And So Ren leaves and happens to bump into Dae Chung who takes her on a nice lovely date where they get chicken feet. Yeah, that gives give or take. That's that's, that's the precipitating factor for why they go on a date. Yes. Oh, all but right. Well, I mean, I, I'll give myself like a B minus on that. 
Like, I think it's the big stuff. You did. You got the, the oversweeping arc of the plot of what, what there is. I can't believe I missed the CPR and the weird dance in the restaurant. That's insane. I'll give it to you. Give partial credit. Great. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew whatever I can get this point. <laughs> So as you mentioned, where we previously left off, Ji-Woon and Dae-Chung had met up. Ji-Woon had approached him as he got out of a car and was like, what's your problem? Who are you? What are you doing with Sorin? And Ji-Woon basically accuses Dae-Chung of being up to something and demonstrates that he knows some kind of information about him. Because I don't know if you remember, but previously he had had his manager do some digging on him. I didn't remember that. Thank you. You're welcome. And so <laughs> Dae Chung now knows that Ji Woon's looked into him and he's kind of like, what, you're like researching me? What the heck? <laughs> Reasonable. Yeah. And then Ji Woon basically tells him that a pathetic person like him, you know, who has no career, no, can't pay his rent, etc., shouldn't be with somebody like So Rin. Harsh. Yeah, and Dae Ching's response back to that is like, you don't own her, like, <laughs> you're not dating her, like, what claim do you have over this woman? I can date her if I want to, I can hang out with her if I want to. I'm liking Dae Ching better. Yeah, and he says that his feelings are real for her, and so it shouldn't shouldn't matter what his background is. And then Ji Woon, in a kind of a jerky move, we'll get into later, uh -oh. he, th he threatens him, and they, well, not even him, he threatens So Rin, saying that... He has some information on Sorin from the past because remember they were friends forever. They grew up together. Oh yeah. And he's like, "I'll re-release -re this. I'll release this information if you don't back off and like get Sorin into he, a like, scandal." Blackmails basically. him. Bas yeah, basically back blackmails suggests that he's going to blackmail Sorin, which is kind of jerky for somebody who supposedly is in love with this woman. Uh, that thing goes beyond jerky, Danielle. That's. <laughs> It's being nice. Criminal. It's trying to be nice. It should be clear. <laughs> yeah. And so that conversation ends and it prompts Ji Woon to like go home. So he's back on his rooftop and he has his laptop out. I guess he gets Wi-Fi out there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's wireless, Daniel. You can get it anywhere. It is. It's right outside of his apartment that we assume exists at this point since we haven't seen him in it. And he Googles, basically, I don't think they, I'm not sure if they have Google, but he basically Googles. So it's Rin Korea, Daniel. They have Google. Oh, he has, they have like other search engines that they use. That's true. They have other search engines. Like right. regularly. Yeah. Okay. So they may also have Google. I don't know, but they often use other search engines. All right. All right. You, you would know better than me. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so he types in So Rin Illegal. As, as you do. That, if that turns up something, you don't need to blackmail her. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking when I was watching it. I was like, if that comes up, then everybody already knows about it, right? <laughs> Please tell me that worked. Well, Navi comes up behind him and is like, what's your damage? If there's a problem, let's solve it together. Like, what are you doing? Like, trying to ruin your entire, you know, relationship with this woman. And so he pulls up an article. It's in Korean. There's no translation for it. So I'm assuming it must not be important. You didn't put it through, like, Google Translate? No. Aww. Yeah, he looks at it briefly, and then it, the scene switches, actually, to Jiwoon in a bathroom. And he's having basically a flashback to him saying to Daechung, if I release that information, you know, like, I, what would it do to so to Sorin? So uh -huh. he's kind of having, like, a guilt flashback, I think. Feeling uh, bad about should. his blackmail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he should. <laughs> like, terrible person. So he seems kind of upset about the fact that he said this, I'm assuming. 
And then he tries to like hit the mirror, you know, like punch his reflection in the mirror. And his manager is standing there blocking the door and he keeps telling him don't every time he goes to punch, which is actually kind of a funny scene. Like he goes to punch it and the manager's like, don't. So he stops and then what? he like, he gets Why mad at his reflection. Why is the bathroom with him? Uh, that, we'll get to that. Uh. And, so it's, and so he goes to like... He he's like stops. He doesn't punch it, and then he looks at himself in the mirror, gets angry at himself again, and goes to like hit it. And his manager says, "Don't." He's like, like a dog. Happens. You're like you're like the <laughs> yeah. dog like barking at the other dog in the mirror. Like stop it. Exactly. So this happens multiple times. It's kind of a comedic scene. It's actually I thought it was quite funny. Okay, great. And then what happens is he's oh the manager is like you can't just you shouldn't break a mirror just because it's so written like this is a ridiculous reaction to to this situation. It's not wrong. Yeah, it's not. It's kind of a voice of reason moment. And then it flashes to him the manager. He's like, "You're in a bathroom." Like you're, and it flashes back, and there's this whole line of people outside of the door waiting to get into the bathroom, and the manager's like blocking it, not letting anybody in. So he's That's in a public he's restroom he's having a, pub- a mental. He's like public women's restroom, yes. He's he's in and a public women's restroom. Yeah, and the manager's like blocking the door, like, dude, you need to get out of here. Like, stop trying to punch yourself. Is in the there mirror, any get reason over he's it. in just... a public women's restroom as opposed to literally anywhere else? No, I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> just, got it. That was where he ended up. I don't know why he didn't use another restroom. I don't know why he didn't go to another place, his own car. Like, I don't know. Okay, great. Because <laughs> he wanted to look at himself in the mirror. Maybe it was the closest near venue. Yes, there are no other reflective surfaces in Korea except in <laughs> women's bathrooms. <laughs> exactly. So then it switches back to the rooftop. And you see throughout the series, which I didn't mention before, I think throughout the series, you kind of see little flashes across the scene of different love cells dying because they're on apparently on a grid pattern. Oh, I so, did not mention that. That <laughs> yeah. seems like it's important. <laughs> and so over the course of the series, you, well, you knew that they were all dying. Like I did mention that. I didn't know they were like dying in real time. Like, ah, oh, Bob just died. <laughs> what does it matter though? Because you already said you don't care whether or not the love cells die. <laughs> I didn't know that. Maybe they have, like, names and personalities. Well, maybe, but they're all just referenced on a grid pattern. So you see it flash across the scene about, like, D15 or whatever. So they're playing Battleship. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Battleship of the Love Cell Battleship. I hit one. (laughs) So Navi's basically doing some math about, like, the death of Love Cell D15. I don't know if that's her designation as a love cell or if she's just she's just trying to figure out how many love cells he possibly has left, how much time she has. And the love cells are what allow you to feel love, right? Yeah. So if she if he doesn't have love cells, he turns into a miserable, lonely person who will never find love. Cool. It's you have to go with the premise that love is the be all uh, end I'm all. all in. Is- <laughs> okay. Nothing more important than love and love cells. Sign me up for Team Love Cell. I'm getting my pennant and a little foam finger in the mail. <laughs> Go Love Cells. Love right. Cells number one. Love Cells number one. <laughs> no, the Love Cell D5, Danielle. D5. D15. Whatever. <laughs> so the phone rings and it's so Rin and it's dating Spoon, obviously, because Navi doesn't have a phone. She's a Love Cell cat. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what if she has like a magic phone, Danielle? She has magic other stuff. She has sunglasses and weird. That's a fair point. Fair okay. point. <laughs> She could have a magic cell phone in her her gift bag of things. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Don't don't be counting anything out here. Okay. But Daejin ignores his phone. It's his phone ringing. And basically Navi like gets up and tosses his phone at him. Is like answer the phone. Um and so he picks it up and he does like the pre-recorded message voice. <laughs> He's like the person you've called is not available to take your call right now. <laughs> 
to screening. Basically. But then so Rin shows up behind him and it's like, oh, you finally picked up on the 44th call. I see how it is. <laughs> she called him 44 times? Yeah. What's her damage? And you've got to remember, this is the point. I, I think I wrote this like five times in my note. This is the point where you have to remember that he got picked up as her manager previously. Uh-huh. So what has he been doing? They know each other like two days. She made him her manager, and then he just goes, he ghosts her? Yeah, we don't know if he ever worked or not. Like, the timeline on this is very screwy. I'll, like, get to it in a little bit, but I'm just like, <laughs> like, doesn't he have a job? Just, like, flash forward, like, six months later? I don't know. <laughs> okay. And so he just, like, doesn't show up for his work. She's it's, He's the manager, and she's called him 44 times. What if there was an emergency that he was supposed to be dealing with as her manager? <laughs> I'm starting to think that there maybe was a reason he was unemployed and a loser. Yeah, I don't think and he it really... wasn't his love cells. And they at one point they actually he mentions it's like his first job where he's made real money and like he's really proud of his first paycheck. And I was like, you're 27 or whatever, and you haven't had like what you didn't even have a part time job. <laughs> Man, I, I I gotta say his redemption arc is going to be so steep. Yeah, it's going to be like a straight up line. Yeah, this doesn't go where you think it's going. So fair warning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Now I'm intrigued. Yeah. So my notes say job, question mark, exclamation point with a big asterisk next to it. (laughs) Was asterisk just like a footnote that says no job? It's just like the asterisk was to remind me that like, what the heck? (laughs) Okay, great. Yeah. And so he's surprised to see her, which cracks me up. He's like, how did you get here? How do you know about this place? And I'm like, dude, you work for her. Like, she's got to have your address on file. Yeah, your your W-2s or whatever the equivalent is. And she's all upset with him. She's like, you didn't think I'd worry if you just disappeared? Which is fair. You know, they're supposed to. He, he even, she even asked him in the, the end of the last uh, episode, like, can you, I just want you to, like, be with me and hang out with me and I'm so comfortable around you. And, like, that's why he became her manager. And so, like, it's fair. You just She was hiring a friend, basically. Basically, like, like and so she's upset that he disappeared. And he's like, that's not it. And she's basically like, you promised to be by my side. And he's like, no, well, there was an inevitable reason and I had to leave. <laughs> but also work. He works for her. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not how jobs work. You're just like, oh, one day I don't feel like working, so bye. Yeah. And so what happens is he basically is like, oh, she gets like kind of mad at him. Like, well, what reason? If you don't talk to me, I don't know. Which she is by far the most like realistic and best character of this entire series in terms I kind of like her the most. Yeah, like, like, dude, if you don't talk to me about it, I can't resolve this issue with you. Like, you can't just disappear. We're supposed to be friends. <laughs> Communication is key to any relationship. I know. So apparently he doesn't know that, but she does. I really like her. Yeah, she deserves better than both those clowns. Yeah. So she's like super fed up with it. She decides that she's going to leave and he stops her to tell her officially, quote unquote, that he can't see her anymore. Like, that was unclear by him disappearing and not talking to her, answering her 44 calls. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. So you just told me what I already know. Yeah. So basically, they're arguing this. She's about to leave. He's like, just officially, FYI, I'm not going to be able to see you anymore. And then you suddenly realize, kind of the camera like pans a little bit, that the landlord is standing there watering the plants on just the rooftop. watching this whole argument <laughs> yeah. with them right two feet from her? Which again begs the question, like, whose space is he living in? Is this just, he, is he, he has multiple times slept on this rooftop, which seems to be outside his apartment. Does he own the rooftop? Is it part of his apartment? Is it a communal space that he's just sleeping in all the time? <laughs> Real <Apparently>. questions. <laughs> it is like, mm, 
it's like, oh, this rooftop seems like a nice place to sleep, apparently. It's very weird. It's very weird. So the landlord is like, dude, if you have time to date, you have time to make some money. (laughs) You had a job. That's what they was just talking about, that he worked for her. Yeah, but I don't think the landlord knows this because he hasn't got paid yet. He is the worst. I don't don't know. I guess that timeline's very confusing, but it's totally a fair point, the landlord. Like, if you have time to do other stuff, you have time to make money. Yeah, no kidding. And so uh, she introduces herself to Sorin while Dae Ching's, like, trying to, like, hustle her out. He's like, get out of here. We're in the middle of an argument. You couldn't have, like, seen that she was there earlier? Yeah, she, like, doesn't recognize her as, as an actor. And I think she's also an idol, just for clarification purposes. I think she's also, like, a singer trying to get into acting, as I think is the premise of this is a little confusing. Back up. You said idol. Is that something I should be familiar with? So an idol is often usually used with people who are in singing groups or are famous singers, like the famous boy bands like BTS, which is a really big Korean pop band. Even I've heard of them. Right. And so an idol is somebody who is famous for that. But a lot of those idols tend to do like triple threat kind of things like we used to have more of so right, they're, right, right. they're dancing singer, they're singers, actor or dancer exactly yeah, yeah. and so an idol often is just like a very famous young adult usually so us yes totally just like us <laughs> <laughs> so i think she is a music idol and she's kind of trying to break into the whole acting business thing and so having a manager would be really helpful right about now <laughs> you would think so i don't know how she's living you don't see her working a whole bunch it seems like her life is pretty free how do you book gigs or do – all right. I don't well, know. Maybe neither of them deserve to have any work. Yeah. We kind of established that we thought Daisheng was maybe more like a personal assistant than a like booking gigs manager. Well, then her booking gig manager is lying down on the job. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what she's supposed to be doing when she's out hanging out with Daisheng. All right. Well, I guess just living fancy free off of the money she apparently has cashed away. She probably does have some money. Okay. Thanks, Danielle. Yeah. You ruined my joke. <laughs> And so the landlord, again, <laughs> getting back to the point, Daging's trying to hustle her off the rooftop, and the landlord talk, is talking to Sorin and is like, uh, just FYI, because I have a daughter and, you know, she's so important to me. I'm going to tell you, you know, woman to woman, some really good advice. If you meet people like Daging, your life goes downhill. No. <laughs> so red plus her lover she's like yeah i've learned that today oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah suck it daejung loved it and so the landlord's basically like because this man i can't afford to feed my daughter studying in france and she's like my daughter she farts whenever she eats bread but she's really quite pretty what i don't know it was the funniest line uh- Eating bread and – I mean, that's going to be a big thing in France. They have lots of bread in France. She's going to be farting all over the place. <laughs> it just made me laugh. Like, she was trying to, like, upsell her daughter, but barely. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a neg yeah. on her own daughter. <laughs> so, so eventually she gets hustled off the rooftop. Like, that's that's the end of that scene. Okay. And Daeching is like, okay, this is who I am. Like, you've seen this. The landlord's like, I can't pay rent. I'm kind of a terrible person. Like – She's telling you not to be with me. That's literally who I am now, you know. And so Rin's like, so what? Like, I knew that and I don't care. Wait, 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 wait. So Rin, so the scene ends and how are they talking? Oh, it's not really ending. I just met the scene ends with the landlord. Oh, okay. So the landlord leaves. They're still on the roof. And somehow So Rin, who just said, yes, I know meeting people like this guy makes my life go downhill is still like, I don't care. Let's hang out anyway. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Basically. Okay. So they're still in the middle of their argument, to be fair. And Dae Chung's like, 
what do you mean? So what? It means I can't do anything grand for you. Like I don't have any money. I'm kind of a waste of space. And he has some self-esteem issues. You think? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Ren's like, well, did I ask you to do anything big for me? You just said you'd stay by my side. That's literally all I asked of you. And that's all I want from you. It's just to like, yeah, hang friend. out with you, be friends, like stay by my side. Maybe I'm interested in you. Like, come on. And Daechung's like, but even French be suitable for each other, and I'm kind of a loser, and we're not, like, at all on compatible levels. And she argues, like, well, who's suitable for me then? You know, if you're not, if I'm not allowed to choose you as being suitable for me, then who is? And then he, then she kind of has, like, this this moment, a light bulb moment, and she's like, wait, did you meet Ji-Woon? <laughs> oh, jeez. He's like, he said something to you, didn't he? And this is like the fastest secret telling I've ever seen in my whole life. Like that scene was what two seconds ago that he gets he gets into that little argument with Ji Woon, who's well, like, "You're not good enough for her." Two seconds ago on what timeline? Um, I don't know because who knows? There's been 44 it calls where they all on the same day. It could have been weeks. <laughs> he talked to Ji Woon like weeks ago. Who knows? I don't know. Good point. <laughs> in any case, it's still a really fast secret because yeah. literally they've been together like 10 minutes on this rooftop, and he can't keep the secret, and so. She's, he's basically like, yeah, he said I wasn't good enough for you and also that he'd release some information about you if we still hung out. <laughs> so, Oof. yeah, then you got to find out that maybe one of the reasons why he's ignoring her is not just because he doesn't feel like he's good enough, which is true, he does not, but also that he's trying to prevent this information from leaking. So he's like Harry in the Henderson her. I have never seen Harry in the Hendersons. Well, then, that's going on the list. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to have to do that one for you. Or you should do that one for me, because it's been a long time since I've seen it, and I'd love to hear your take on it. <laughs> okay. Something to look forward to, everybody. <laughs> Here <in> the <laughs> Maybe. No promises. <laughs> but, you no, know, he's doing the thing like, get out of here. You know, go. I'm doing this because I love you, and I want you to leave. Yeah, it's a, it's a big theme in Korean dramas or Asian dramas of all things is that, like, I'm doing this for your own good, but I'm not going to tell you about it. And if I do, That's I'm still going to do it. That's <laughs> infuriating. I hate that. Everybody does hate that, yes. You can't make the decision for the other. <laughs> Classic trope. <laughs> And so she's like, first off, I don't believe that he said that because he's a good person. But also, more importantly, even if he did say that, I'm super disappointed in you. What, you don't trust me? Which is a fair point, Sorin. You yeah. tell Daechung. Right. Girl power. <laughs> yeah. Like, have that conversation because Daechung, you're, again, making unilateral decisions for both of us. <laughs> what are you, the UN Security Council? Ooh, political joke. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, um, <laughs> we'll just move on, but that never know. happened. <laughs> meanwhile, Navi is like in the background. You haven't seen her during this whole thing, basically. But Navi's in the background, and she has like a rotating. Wait, she was standing there the whole time with the landlord. I like... think she's hiding. Like she probably okay. like dis like she just magic. Like maybe she turned back into a cat and is now a human girl again. Maybe she's just hanging out somewhere on the rooftop. Why are they arguing like in the middle of a crowded rooftop? <laughs> it's not. It wasn't crowded. They thought they were alone. Only Daishu knew that. Navi was still around. Okay, but the landlord... Landlord just appeared, because apparently it's a community space. She was watering the plants, like she all right, all right, did it on a regular okay. basis. I thought she was on it the whole time, just watching them argue while they were just... Well, it seemed to imply that she definitely came up sometime during the argument, or just randomly. Maybe she was there the whole time. It's very unclear. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to visualize this in my head. Yeah, so they thought they were alone, or they probably wouldn't have had this argument. And so, meanwhile, so Navi's standing there. She has a rotating fan, 
And she has all these like an oscillating fan. Yeah, like an oscillating fan. And she has all these papers spread out in front of her, eight by eleven or bigger sheets. They're probably bigger than that sheets of paper, and they all have Sorin's signature on them. Just like just like one signature, completely filled with signatures. Just her name. No, it's like a big. (laughs) This will explain. It's like when you go to a fan signing and you get handed a sheet of paper and you sign it and then you hand the sheet off. It's just literally Uh, a white sheet of paper that has her signature across it and. I only say this because what happens is that she blows these papers all over the rooftop with Sorin's signatures on it. And Sorin, as she's kind of like arguing and trying to leave, she sees all the papers float all over the rooftop, of course. And Sorin has a flashback to a scene where she was signing autographs, these giant white pieces of paper. And she's like, I really wish someone would do these for me. They're just like so tiring to do. And you see Daechun in the background as a manager overhearing the statement. And so she Oh, so he did work for her. Yeah, that's what that's when you find out, oh hey, he actually like at some point worked for her. <laughs> okay, great. Oh, he did he actually did some work. Great. Got yeah, it. like as far as but I know, it's the only scene. Well, I don't think he's gotten his paycheck yet, which maybe begs that he only has been there for less than a month. I maybe they're doing monthly payments. I don't know. Yeah, sure, okay. And so but Daechun supposedly overheard this while working as a manager, because you see him in his nice little like you know, button-up shirt and everything, so he's clearly... And he, like, forged her signature a whole bunch so she wouldn't have to do that? Yeah, or Navi did it, and is like, it's a ploy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so he, he overheard this, but did nothing about it. I don't know. And We're like, the cat cell him- actually did all the work. <laughs> let's give him the benefit of the doubt that he was doing it for her. Okay. <laughs> and so, but yeah, you do get proof at some, like that he actually did management work, which, good on Daechung, I guess. <laughs> sure. Uh, golf clap for him. Yeah, so he... He, uh, she sees all this. She's like, "Oh, that's so sweet. Like he is a good guy. He did all this these signatures for me. He remembers me saying that." And that's that's the actual end of that scene on the rooftop. Okay. And so it jumps ahead. How far? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Time is an illusion, Danielle. Especially in the show. And Daechun wakes up. He's like laying on his rooftop again on the table. <laughs> does, he, does he have an apartment or does he just oh, live on the roof? Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. So Daechun wakes up from a dream, which is basically a dream of Sorin stating that she's leaving entertainment because of a scandal. So it's a very on-the-nose dream. As they must all be in fiction. Exactly. And the Navi pops out of a room behind him and, like, suggesting that it's actually his apartment. So he does have a real live apartment and this is just his rooftop. <laughs> Also, is nobody concerned he's sharing his apartment with this random woman? Nobody has seen the random woman because every time somebody comes around, she either like pretends to be somebody else, like a just a random stranger or a hiker or whatever, or she disappears completely or turn you never see her turn back into a cat except for that very first time at the beginning. But I But it's implied it's implied that she has the ability to turn into a cat if she wants to. Okay, well, that would be cool. But I guess they have the budget for those effects. Yes. <laughs> Effects are questionable. So he, she pops out of the room behind him, though apparently it's an apartment, and she has a whole pot of ramen with her. Ooh. I know. And so she's like, let's eat this together. Uh, why are you so useless? <laughs> like, let's eat some ramen and get ourselves together. That's what she basically says. Why That's a so pep useless? talk. And he questions. He's like, yeah, like, why am I so useless? And she's basically is like, you know, nobody's truly useless. So cheer up, eat some food. Like, let's start over. We can do this. And then it like pans over to him and he's eating the entire container of ramen while she's talking. 
<laughs> and he was first all like despondent, like I'm not gonna eat, like it's I'm so useless, life is hard. <laughs> and then he's and then eating like, the entire oh. thing. <laughs> and then he asks if he should give up because he feels like they're not compatible. This is a theme. He says it's like twenty times. But he has no other pro like I okay, maybe I'm trying too hard to rationalize a pretty goofy fictional piece of media. I can but- almost guarantee you you are. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to do it anyway, Danielle. That's what I do. <laughs> but how, if he is so insecure about Sorin, uh, is there literally no other woman in Korea or the world that he could possibly have a relationship with? Like, the internet exists. Do some online dating, buddy. I don't have an answer for that. It's clearly fated that he loves Sorin, supposedly. All right. <laughs> he All he right. feels like he has to go with Sorin, and he's on a timeline, and I, I don't know. It doesn't suggest right. I mean, fair he's enough. supposed to find true love here, Sam. Okay. All right. <laughs> His options are limited. Okay. I, I guess I just tried to help him because my first I would be like, well, this is going to work with her. And if I was a love someone trying to save my life, I'd be like, all right, well, let's find someone it's going to work out with. I mean, I agree in a in a practical, rational sense. I absolutely agree that there's a whole world of, of women out there that he could potentially date and fall in love with. I mean, like not working with Sorin. I think he's mixed because he really does like Sorin, but he also feels like he's not at a compatible level with Sorin. And obviously, we've noted that she doesn't seem to care. So Right, of course. Okay. All right. As long as... We've eliminated any possibility of another human being that he could have a relationship with. Yeah. I think it's like a battle between what he feels like he wants versus what he feels like he deserves. Perhaps. Aw, poor guy. I know. And so he's like, should I give up? We're not compatible. And Navi gets really angry. She's like, I'm on the brink of death because of you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's reasonable. I think so. And she basically makes him follow her to... The craziest scene out of this whole thing. So this whole thing, I was like, this, I don't know, this is what, 20 minutes of this show. And I was like, maybe this has gotten really normal. <laughs> like, this is kind of a normal story. He's fighting with his potential girlfriend. You know, the landlord's kind of crazy. There's not I made been a mistake. Of- it's not going to be good for the podcast. <laughs> I know. I was kind of feeling that way. And then the second half of the show turns up. And <laughs> this is like me in the last half of uh, Wars of the Sky. Sky. Like, Absolutely. This is too dull. Oh, wait, here we go. <laughs> and so she makes Dae Chung follow her to a meetup for people with dead love cells. Like a support group? Like a support group. Uh-oh. How do they all know that their love cells have died? Is if this no like- one knows what love cells are, love cells common knowledge? I don't know. <laughs> he didn't know what they were. <laughs> All right. And so she's basically like, welcome to the support group. This is your future. (laughs) (laughs) Ghost of Christmas get to come. Exactly. And again, how does this exist? And so it flashes. It like does this like introduction of all the different members that are sitting in a circle in this in this building. And these are not relevant to the plot. I just thought they were kind of funny. Oh, that's great. <laughs> There's a guy in sunglasses and the little like words up on the screen flash on. It's like the bad boy. Women just fight. He's like, women just fight over me. Like, I, I can't choose because everybody loves me so much. <laughs> You're like, okay. Right. Okay. The egoist, I think you mean. <laughs> exactly. And then there's like a pan to the next one and it's uh he's, it says romantic delivery man going through unrequited love 
And he talks about, you know, how, oh, you know, it's just, it's so hard. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to give her up. I'm going to be able to move on. It's okay. Oh, okay. So pining forever over the one that got away. Exactly. And then it flashes to, uh, it says a cartoonist, the author of Love Cells, quote unquote, which I'm sure was just an in-joke of who wrote it. <laughs> Making fun of the guy who wrote the manga. <laughs> I guess. And then uh, the next oh, not the one. the manga, Webtoon. Web comic. Yeah, with Webtoon. And the next one is a fighter. It's just a guy that's kind of like a beefy guy in a tank top, and it says, fighter, sensitive soul. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Your sensitive soul means you can't... What? I don't know. It's just like all these different characters. And so then it flashes back to the delivery driver in the Unrequited Love, and he says, "I'm." he's like, I'm seeing someone new, and he pulls out this giant teddy bear. Uh-oh. And he like holds it to him, and he's like, say hello. Like he's talking to the, to the teddy bear, say hello, and he makes it move its little hand. Oh no, that's so sad. Okay, first off, this is crazy. But second off, wasn't it that when their love cells die, they lose the ability to feel? So why are they all so upset? They're not like, you can't feel love. You can't feel like the sadness of lost love, right? Or- I, think, I think they just can't fall in love again, but they still can feel other emotions. So they can be still be depressed and lonely and sad and obviously a little mentally unwell. Okay, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Okay. So that was the idea is like, if, if you don't fall in love in the next month and all your love cells die, then you're just like, your life is ruined and you'll never be happy with, you'll never be able to find a person. This is really... It's really dark. Pushy. <laughs> no, this show is really pushy. It's like the only the only good in the universe is like sort of the, the Aristotelian idea of the good. Like there's one good and the, the highest good is, is love. And if you don't get that love, your whole life is pointless. Like there's no other way you can find meaning. You can't find meaning through work. You can't find meaning through hobbies. You can't find meaning through friendships or community service. Absolutely. The only way you can find meaning in life is by having a romantic relationship. Yes, but they do suggest also that with the death of your love cells goes the death of self-love as well. And so I think- We talked about this, Danielle. There's nothing that can kill self-love. <laughs> well, apparently the love cells dying does do that. So <laughs> going with the premise, they're just miserable because they can't even love themselves. So- that would also right. affect everything else in your life. Okay, great. <laughs> Just put it out there. I, I I don't think that mitigates the fact that the <laughs> only way to achieve happiness is a romantic relationship. Yes, that's basically the premise of the show, though, so you've got to go with it. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I should, Again, <laughs> it's fiction. I get it. I promise. And so that's the end of that scene. And so it's, that was just there for funsies. Um, yeah, I think it's just to you know, show him that his future is bleak, I guess. They kind of have a little... It kind of comes up again, but barely. Great. I love it. Yeah. So it's flashes to Soren. She's dancing. And this is where I figured out. I'm, it was probably slow. I'm sure that they mentioned this earlier, that she was singer idol, not just an actress. Like she was <laughs> okay. she's new, mean, new to acting. Does it make a big difference? Kind of because it comes up a little bit later, but no, it's not a major issue. But I just wanted to clarify right. her character. Fair enough. So she is dancing in front of the mirror, you know, and doing all her moves. And they have a flashback to the first time she eats chicken feet with Jiwoon, which, <laughs> okay. which we had discussed in the previous episode is like her big thing. She loves going for uh, soju, which is an alcoholic beverage, and chicken feet and just hanging and not going to fancy restaurants. And she enjoys that because Jiwoon and her used to do that when they were up and coming and just reminds her of like the good old days. Right. And so she has a flashback to the first time of trying chicken feet, the very first time she ever tried them, and how much she liked them. She's trying basically to dance out the memory. <laughs> she, like, Wait. 
She's you dancing. mean reenact the memory through no, dance or like, trying to dance it out like of her head so she forgets it? She's dancing out of her head. Like she's doing like the hardcore like flash dance moves trying to like get her head in a better space. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Like, it's I clearly wish that worked. Hardcore workout routine trying to like get her get her mind somewhere else. And so she's, she does this and she it's actually a very cute scene. So she's dancing and then you see her just kind of like rolling back and forth across the floor because she's just like <laughs> so annoyed with herself. And then dancing again and then rolling and then dancing and then rolling. It's really funny. I like her. I, I know. I, why is the whole show just following her around? I don't she know, sounds fun. Yeah, she's she's my favorite. I mean, she's very silly. And so it goes it kind of flashes back then to the meeting, to the end of the meeting that Dae Ching was in, the Love Cell Death Support Group. And he's looking at his phone and I think like a news blip comes up and it's talking about So Rin's past illegal scandal. Like the news has broken that there's a there's a scandal with with So Rin attached to it. Oh uh, no. Yeah, and so he's these information about potential plagiarizing of some songs from the past. And so Rin has admitted that they're her songs, and it's, so now it kind of sounds like so Rin maybe was plagiarizing her songs that have come out. Aww. And, yeah, this is on a past album. And he's all like, oh, no, you know, Jiwoon totally leaked the information. What a jerk. And he runs and finds Jiwoon. I don't know how he finds Jiwoon. Jiwoon is a, like, high celebrity actor. I don't know why he can just burst into the room where Jiwoon is. It is a random room where he is, like, not <laughs> yeah. in his house, not, like... A, a place like a club he hangs out just a random room with yeah, Jiwoon? Basically, and like the, the managers in there, like I assume, like my thought, my only way I could validate this was that so Dae Jung is a manager, a manager of, of So Rin, and maybe So Rin and Jiwoon work for the same company, and so he has access to the place where Jiwoon would be. That's my you best. You put a guess. lot of thought in it. More <laughs> thought than the writers did, probably. Yeah, that was my that was my one thought about like how he found Ji Woon and breaks into his room and it's like, because if anybody can do that, then just some freaking fan off the street can be like, right, hey, Ji Woon. <laughs> I'm not even famous and people couldn't just burst into my room. Exactly. I mean, uh, so I was not. like I was like very concerned for Ji Woon. Um, yeah. So Dae Chung is like, I can't believe you revealed this information. Like, why would you do that? And Ji Woon is like, no, I swear I didn't do it. This is just really bizarre timing. <laughs> oh, what a coincidence! Yeah, he's basically like he he's like I wouldn't hurt So Rin. Like I I I don't. He doesn't say it, but it's suggested that like I was just threatening that because I was angry. Like I would never actually do that. And he's like, and I would never do it because of you, <laughs> which I thought was kind of mean. <laughs> so it's kind of like fair. a bluff, maybe I, I assume. <laughs> And so they somehow it's there's a big jump in logic. They somehow figure out that this information I don't know how it got leaked, but probably what happened is that the original songwriter was somehow involved in the actual plagiarization. They don't think that So Ren actually did anything. They think something's going on, something's so the songwriter play, did the plagiarizing and, and So Ren was just a performer. Right, and just like pawned it off on So Ren. Uh. And so they team up. Woo! <laughs> oh, super team! This is like when the the bad guy and the good guy team up in a superhero movie or whatever. Exactly, and they they go to interrogate the songwriter producer person. So oh, good cop, bad cop! <laughs> Yay, teamwork! <laughs> and the producer songwriter says he knew it was a sample, but he was told basically to put it together and to make it look like So Rin did it. So he was like, if it ever came to light, everything would fall back on So Rin so that I wouldn't get blamed for it. So somebody higher up, somebody told him to do that. He doesn't know who. Oh, the plot mm -hmm. thickens. It's only a mystery plot in the last 25 minutes of this show. <laughs> 
he doesn't know who told him. They And then the guy, the producer-songwriter, tries to, like, sneak attack them, like, jump the two guys. And they're, like, in a little production booth, you know? Okay. <laughs> so he tries to, like, sneak attack them, and they basically hit him and, like, pull him down to the ground. Jiwoon kind of, like, punches him or smacks him or something, just gets him down on the ground. And then Jiwoon is like, I record this whole conversation, and I'm going to make your part known, so you better, like, go out there and tell everybody that you're the one who actually plagiarized. Why do they do this? I don't know. I mean, every time you record somebody doing something illegal, why do they always give them, like, a heads up? Like, hey, I have you dead to right to have the evidence here, and I'm going to give you a chance to get out ahead of this thing and spin your own story? I don't know. Maybe it looks better coming from the person. I, it just, I don't know. It's so dumb. It gives them the chance to, like lie or spin it or whatever it takes to get out of it. And so when you release it, it's like, oh, too late. Yes, I agree. So basically the music writer is like, that's fine that you recorded it because what I'm going to do is report that you hit me and I'm going to sue you for hitting me. I hope they're recording <laughs> that too. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I hope you didn't <laughs> turn, turn off your recorder, dude. <laughs> but apparently that's a threat. He's like, I'm going to create another scandal because you're a famous person and you hit me and I can sue you for hitting me because hitting people's a big deal, I guess. I Usually. I know, assault. but like particularly in this in this scenario. And Jiwoon basically says, like, I don't care if there's a scandal about me hitting you. You deserved it. <laughs> and I, it's so runs worth it. Like, I don't care. Fair enough. And so it is released. Like, the not the – I don't think the that he is in – I don't know exactly how – it kind of all comes to light. But the the songwriter definitely sues Jiwoon and is for hitting him. And then Jiwoon is like, that's fine. When he finds out that the songwriter <laughs> sues him, he tells his manager, he's like, you know, that's okay. I'll use this experience as like an acting experience in the future. Like I can draw on it. It's a, it's a good experience. Now I've been at the, I've been at the top. Now I'm at the bottom. Like I'll, I'll use it going that's forward. That's an amazingly positive outlook. <laughs> yeah, maybe like Jiwoon. <laughs> now that he's like stood up for Sorin and, and decided that he's These going to. These characters are all over the place. You hate them. You like them. It's, it's. I've liked and hated pretty much every character so far. I agree. And kind of off to the side, Jay Chung is like, how could Jiwoon be this cool? Like, I did not see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> is the real hero of the story Jiwoon? Because that's awesome. Yeah. So then what you see is kind of Jay Chung sort of coming to terms with himself a little bit. He talks to his neighbor. You don't see him talking to his neighbor, but you kind of like see him chatting, but there's music. And he learns some martial arts and kind of like... I don't know, just sure. feels better about himself. <laughs> Turns his life around. Got it. Yeah, and then there's like a whole side thing going on. It's like clear that time is passing. There, Jiwoon's drama, his being sued, his uh, scandal, is basically spun to the idea that he was good friends with the producer-songwriter, but they reconciled and, you know, it was just a, like a kind of a misunderstanding or I don't know. So Ren is somehow like taken, like she's she's fine now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the, cool. the scandal was very quick. <laughs> Best kind of scandal. Yeah. And so then you see that a couple other love cells die. D11 dies. D10 dies. <laughs> wait, wait. D11, then D10? Yeah. Like, I don't think they're in order of... They're not like... I mean, what's the... All they're, right. they're little love cells. Some of them hang in longer than others, Sam. All right. Sure. Got it. Right. <laughs> makes total sense. And Navi's like freaking out. She like takes them to the park. She's like, I only have 10 days. So now we know that 20 days have passed because she said there was a month, right? So somehow all of this has happened in 20 days. That's a lot. I mean, a lawsuit's uh, it's a super fast. <laughs> I know. She's like, I only have 10 days. 
And by the way, they're filming Sorin and Jiwoon in her acting debut or whatever, and we should go over there because it's at the park, you know, and we should go over there and you, you should- crash the filming because <laughs> well, that's he's gonna still work. the manager as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's not fired? He said, I'm done with you. I hasn't seen her since. I don't and he's know. Not fired? He's allowed on the set though, so like clearly he has still, still has some sway. <laughs> This is nonsense, Danielle. I know. It's crazy. This is the it's they're short. They're little short episodes. It's only two hours total. <laughs> He's gotta run with it. Alright, the plot has to move. Right. So Jiwoon is for what they never tell you what the plot of the story is. Sorin is in like a white, basically like a white wedding dress, a big prom dress. And Jiwoon is in like a little onesie tiger outfit. Like it has one with the hood and the little ears. <laughs> That sounds adorable. It's so cute, Sam. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> He's got little tiger marks on his face. Oh, <laughs> uh, like he face painted. Uh. Yeah, and he keeps pretending to growl like he's practicing his lines. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, That's the most God. adorable thing. It's, like a six-year-old running around in a tiger it's costume. It's so cute. I don't know what the plot of that drama was supposed to be, but I would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would tell me about it. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, he's in a onesie. She's in a prom dress. And <laughs> I don't know. It's like a Calvin and Hobbes all grown-up story. <laughs> she sees Daechun kind of arguing with Navi off to the side, and she gets she's just like, whatever. And she sort of walks off to the side. She's really kind of depressed and sad about the whole situation. She still doesn't like Jiwoon after all this? No. I mean, she's like on like decent terms sort of with Jiwoon. She's just kind of – but she has to be working with him, so she's kind of just putting up with him right now. Oh, and I don't know if she has had any conversation with Jiwoon in the interim in terms of, like, attempting to explain, like, I really didn't release his information, I like you. Oh, does she think that he released the information? I don't know the answer to that. It doesn't really come up. She's just mad at him for some reason we don't know. I think she's just mad because he talked to – he made Daechung feel bad. And like, ah. supposedly maybe threatened her and he, she just, she's, I think she's unsure what's going on and how, how she feels. That's my guess. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So she kind of walks off and then she ends up overhearing some management staff complaining that she's basically messed up Jiwoon's life and like there are better people and they don't understand why Jiwoon would even go for her. And she obviously gets kind of upset about that. Oh, uh, yeah. She leaves the set. She walks off and nobody can find her. So it's like her time to film, but nobody can find her. And so Navi pulls out from her magic bag our first Uh-oh. ad of the whole episode. Oh, <laughs> finally. I've been waiting for it. She pulls out fox ears that like are that you can put on your head like a little headband that have giant ears on them. And she puts them on Daechung and Basically, the ad makes no sense. I, maybe the translation, maybe it's just me. But basically, okay. he, the God Iceman character, MC God Iceman, he puts on the, <laughs> he puts on the fox ears, and then says a bunch of stuff that seems to imply that if you put on the ears, you'll know everything the girl is thinking. So I'm guessing they're telepathy ears. <laughs> So they let you read girls' minds, like an awful way to invade someone's privacy. Yeah, and Got it. he says girls, but I'm assuming no matter like if, you, if whoever you're trying to like hear, find, whatever, I assume they're like magic directed. So you could probably use them on anybody. You're making a lot of assumptions about these magic ears, Danielle. Well, she uses them in the pursuit of love. So if he was interested in some guy, I'm sure he would be able to hear like that guy's thoughts too. Or if, I don't know, because he uses, I only say this because he uses one of the, the tools later in the story for something not related to Sorin. 
So I think okay. I think they're directional. Like he can use them on whoever he wants. That one time. All right. That's my guess. Okay. Okay. So I do have something to back me up on that thought. <laughs> All right. So he has some magic telepathy fox ears, and he puts them on, and the guy at the end of the MC God Iceman says, "Fox ears, try them out. Fox ears, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> You just wanted to say that, didn't you? I did. I love his lines. <laughs> and, oh, he's the best. And he has no explanation. There's no explanation for this guy. It's like he's just there to provide the information about the devices, he, so that he is. Navi doesn't have to monologue at people. But I really like the idea that Navi maybe like there's like some store out there where she can watch these ads and go, oh, I'm going to order that, and I'm going to order that, I'm going to order. You're that. like sitting up late at night watching TV <laughs> exactly. with the phone and the credit card in her lap, and just like, oh, fox ears, and yeah. <laughs> kind of is suggested later, which I'll get to, and I just I love that. That's my favorite <laughs> thing that they just show these ads that have no bearing on anything whatsoever. Okay, great. <laughs> and so Daechun can hear Sorin thinking, and he finds her like in a field, you know, kind of a little ways. Fox ears found the lost girl. Doesn't found use them for her. anything else than just finding her yep fox ears yeah and <laughs> <laughs> yeah he runs to her hugs her and tells her how worried he was about her etc and then jiwoon of course appears at the same time does he have magic fox ears to find her too he does not he just magically found her okay great. and he, he uh, not magically not magically found her and I think they might do a wrist grab. There's a really classic Korean drama trope where, like, two guys grab a woman's wrist. And sometimes it's, like, a, a, reverted, like a reverse one on trope. each wrist and they, like, pull in different like, directions. Like, pull her in a direction. Yeah, yeah okay. it's, like, it's really classic. A lot of times just one guy will grab a woman's wrist, too. It's just, like, a thing. It was really <laughs> common, like, older dramas, too. But it still definitely happens. And then sometimes the, the dramas, like, reverse the trope. And, like, there'll be two women or something. And it's just funnier when it happens that way. Or she okay. gets really angry and then she like kicks both of them. That's fun too. Because that's how that should end when two guys grab your wrist and pull you yeah, in separate directions. Yeah, it doesn't directions. seem like a particularly fun thing to be like, oh, I'm restraining you. Right. That that would be the case where you like kick them or break free and punch them in the face. Sadly, she doesn't do that. Oh. And she might not even be wrist grabbed. It just seems like a very, it's very wrist grabby scenario since they're both Wait, on either side of her. how do you know she was, you watched it. I know, but I, I wasn't paying attention. I think I've seen it so often now that, like, not this show, but seen that trope so often that I no longer really notice it all the time. Just a little register on you. It's like, oh, wrist grab in one eye out the other, as they might say if that was a thing. <laughs> yes, just just like that. In one eye and out the other. <laughs> I'm bringing it back, Danielle. <laughs> but they're standing on either side of her and they're both like, let's go. And they're like kind of trying to pull her in different directions. And they have that moment where she's like, who's she going to choose? <laughs> And she basically says to Jiwoon, like, I don't want to film right now. I am having a terrible day. And Dae Chung tries to back her up, like, is like, yeah, don't make her, you know, stop being such a jerk. And it's not here, but it's a little bit further on that Jiwoon basically tells her, like, you stop being a child because this is work and people are relying on you and waiting for you. Fair point, Jiwoon. Also, there's a lot of money that makes a shoot happy. You can't just like, okay, we'll do it tomorrow for another like $200,000 setup fee or whatever. Exactly. Like, you're having a bad day? Oh, well, you're an actor now. <laughs> Welcome to having a job. Yeah. So I kind of sided with Jiwoon in this moment and a little bit farther into the story. And so Rin basically says, you know, Jiwoon, you're never on my side. Only Daechung is. He's always here when I need him. What? He I know. <laughs> totally ghosted her, like, just a few, like, minutes ago in, in screen time. Exactly. And then Jiwoon says, like, I definitely have been on your side. You just don't always realize it, which I assume is 
referencing maybe parts of their past. Also, the idea that he, like, told that guy he would have his entire career ruined for her. Yeah. So, I don't think she knows all that, though. Clearly not, and kind of, again, on Ji-Woon's side here. I know. And then Navi interrupts. She pretends like she's a hiker coming through the park. And so she, and maybe she realizes that Sorin might actually go with Jiwoon. And so she interrupts the hiker and she asks for Jiwoon's autograph and she's like fangirling. Aww. <laughs> I know. And then she thanks him with some water and this little like shot of the color pink like floats through the water. So you get the idea that the water is somehow magical or poisoned or something. She painted the water she gave to him. Yeah, she's basically like, take this water, you know, thank you so much, it's all I have on me. Don't but, drink know. it! Never drink water, random strange. Oh, that's bad. It was sealed, it was sealed. It's like a mat- It's a water bottle, like a, a plastic water bottle. I, mm. I know, I'm not, I'm saying it's questionable, but I think also a lot of people like give gifts to famous people, particularly in like Korea or Asian okay. countries. So I, I mean, think it's more enough. common. And so she finally, So Rin agrees with Ji Woon's argument about work. She's like, okay, yeah, I should probably go back and actually do my job. <laughs> yeah, you think? And he hands off the water to So Rin to drink. He's like, here, drink some water, you know, like, let's freshen up. We'll be fine. And so she drinks the water and uh, Navi's all like, uh-oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, what's the water going to do? So they go back together. They've sort of made made up, you know, they're kind of palling around and joking with each other again and Daechung's looking all depressed about it and, and Navi's like, oh no, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah. And then So Rin's stomach suddenly gets super upset. Tainted water. Got it. Tainted water. So she runs to find a bathroom, but of course every bathroom near the set is for mysterious reasons closed. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I think Daechung realizes the water was laced, and so he shows up on, like, a moped, and he drives her to the nearest bathrooms, which they suggest are two kilometers away, so quite she a She had to away. hold it for two kilometers on a well, moped? On, on a moped. I know, but she makes it. Woo-woo. I'm impressed by her. She's <laughs> I know. Uh, incredible. And then there's, like... <laughs> Is this scene? All you see is like this this piece of land, and it's like exploding. And I assume it's referencing to her tummy troubles. <laughs> oh no, gross! <laughs> I know it's funny. Um, <laughs> and then she finally comes out of the bathroom. She's feeling much better, and Dae Chung's like standing outside the bathroom waiting for her. And she's like, "I wonder why did you come out today of all days? You know, you can't leave again." And he can't explain, obviously, that he has a magic love cell cat on his side, and that's why he always shows up where he's supposed to. Why not? Apparently, love cells are common enough to have a support group. Exactly. And then Jiwoon, some, for some reason, has, I guess, decided to walk the two kilometers and has and sees them being all chummy and friendly. Right. So she was in the bathroom long enough for a guy to catch up to them walking two kilometers. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so then it flashes to the nighttime of, I assume, that evening. And Navi is pretty, pretty peppy. She's like, so Rin's definitely into you, Daejung. Like, that's, that's legit. She's, you guys are on track. I'm not going to die. This is really exciting. And basically, Daejung has an attack of consciousness slash attack of plot. (laughs) (laughs) Attack of plot. I like that. (laughs) And says that Jiwoon is also super into her and he seems genuine and like, honestly, a good guy. Like, and maybe he's not the best choice for so Rin, which again is like giving So Rin no agency. Right. Why don't you let her decide? Exactly. And then Navi gets all concerned again and he asks him if he's in a position to be worried about other people's feelings. And he's also sincere. So like, what does it matter? You know, if you're also sincere about the girl, don't you deserve potentially to be able to date her? If you or let her date? make her own choice. Right. 
Well, that's kind of implied when Navi's talking, at least. Okay, well, good for her. She's still trying to build him up. Her her job is very hard, because she has to basically give somebody like him, like, some self-esteem and She's ego. like a therapist for him. Yeah. <laughs> a therapist who's going to die if he doesn't cure her to suppression. That's a hard job. It is. And, and so she basically like, don't give up. You can do this. And he says again that they're not suitable, they're not compatible, and he never would have gotten so far without Navi's help, which is true, to be fair. 100%. 100%. (laughs) So the closer he is to her, he says, the more he feels it's wrong to be with her, and like, it's just not feeling- So, wait, 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 wait. I want to make a prediction here, because- This is a great time to have a prediction. I also had predictions at this point. I think I'm going to be wrong, but I see three possibilities- one of which I really like, and the other two are kind of like, okay. Uh-huh. One, Daejung ends up with Sorin, and Jiwoon ends up with Navi, which would be insane, but I love it. <laughs> I want that to happen. Two, Daejung ends up with Jiwoon, and they just have their own little thing and leave Sorin out of it, which would okay, be my- I, I take it back. I want that to happen. Yeah, that'd be my favorite one. That's my favorite one. It's like, he's so cool. He does all this great stuff for her. He really cares. He's really genuine. Wait a minute. Maybe I love him. Yes, I would I would really like that. I also would like Sarin to get a good person, be it Navi or somebody else that we have right, yet exactly. to meet. Exactly. Like Navi's like, well, screw it. Sorin, you and me, let's get, get out of here. Have like a Thelma Louise style like friendship. Also, I real I really feel like Sorin and Navi would be a power couple. Like they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're both the two most capable characters in the series. So yes. they would own. But what I think is most likely at this point is Ji Woon ends up with Sorin, but Day Chung ends up with Navi. Okay. I will keep that in mind. It's probably not going to be the right answer because I'm notoriously bad at predicting even basic rom coms. So I'm going to tell you that one of your guesses is sort of correct. Oh, great. But not where you're going. Uh-huh. <laughs> not where you think it's going. Okay. Okay. I gave this show too little credit. Because the end of this is bananas. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. It gets as long as we're clear that it's not because I'm an idiot, just because it's bananas. Yeah, the end of this is amazing. I was literally yelling at my TV screen. I was like, yes, yes, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So good. I'm sorry to interrupt with that, but I just had to get my prognostication out of here. Absolutely. I think that's totally fair, and you're you're sort of correct on one of those, maybe. But also, of. I just really wanted to put out there the idea that maybe Ji Woon and Dae Jung should end up together because that'd be, they kind of deserve yes. each other. I'm there for that. And with the So Ren Avi backup couple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yes. what we, They're good. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, keep yeah, going. Okay. So he says about, Dae Jung says about So Ren basically that the closer he gets to her, the more he kind of feels like it's not quite right and that. He feels like more and more that maybe they're not compatible or at least shouldn't be dating. And Navi gets mad and he's like, you're thinking only of yourself still. (laughs) (laughs) And she leaves. Like, she just like bounces off the roof and leaves. And so Dae Chung is like, oh, crap. (laughs) So he has her her purse is like sitting next to him. He grabs a purse. He runs off after her and he can't find her anywhere. There's a, you know, all by myself medley or something while he goes out (laughs) and tries to find her. He can't. And there's a whole long montage with flashbacks again to something that like happened 10 minutes ago. <laughs> well, we have to know, Danielle. To- I know. It's all their scenes together with Dae Chung and Navi. And so it's like all their scenes together and he's trying to find her and you question this, as you said, you question at this point, like, is it a friendship flashback or is it a love flashback? 
who knows at this point. Mm-hmm. And so basically, and it's like a very, like, the song that's playing is a very, like, 90s-esque late night jam. Like, that's the type of music that's playing while he's looking all over. Perfect. And so he goes to the purse. I don't know why. Maybe I assume maybe he's looking for her magical tools. Or like her magical business card so he can call her. Yes, something. So he goes through her purse and he finds these glasses and he puts them on and there's another ad. Yes. (laughs) Yay. So MC God Iceman says... (laughs) Every time. <laughs> this is my, this is, I wrote all this down because I actually really liked this ad. All right, goes, all right let, me, let me set the stage. MC God Iceman now introducing the new product from Lovestyle Enterprises. <laughs> says, Navigation is so last century. Now it's about these see all glasses, the item that lets you find the one you want instantly. So oh, the CI glasses. glasses. Got yeah. it. <laughs> the see all glasses. Try them for your use. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and also begs the question, why did he not use those earlier instead of the fox ears? Where the fox ears, like, give you telepathy, and he never used them to read any thoughts. Like, why? Why yeah, fox I ears? Why, he, why, why fox he ears? Yeah. He's, like, literally having to, like, literally his his task earlier was to find Sorin, who was missing, and he didn't use the find me glasses. <laughs> but also, 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 why do we have telepathic Fox ears where you don't read any minds. It's like, I don't know. It's Chekhov's telepathic fox ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that should have been the end. Chekhov's <laughs> telepathic fox ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he finds her. He finds her with the magic glasses. Uh, yeah. Finds who? Navi? Yeah. Dejan Navi. finds okay. Navi. That's who we're searching for, Zam. Uh, I got confused between Sorin and Navi, all right? <laughs> So Navi's like, why do so many people in this world love somebody, but you can't ever seem to love anybody? <laughs> Good question. And he comforts her, and they have a moment together. Aww. And I know, it's very sweet. And then Navi interrupts to say, there's only one week left, so if he'll just freaking confess his feelings to Sorin, they're all good. <laughs> okay. Back to that old chestnut. Yeah. And he basically is like, yeah, I'll tell her. Like, I'll, I don't want you to die. And I like Zoran and I'll, I'll tell her. And so she basically does a training montage where she teaches him on a whiteboard how to confess his love. They have a week. A, yeah. She gives him a little makeover. Okay. <laughs> you know, he's useless. Like he needs, he needs lessons. All right. All right. All right. There's a bunch of montage moments with Sorin. And then there's an interview that's being done with Jiwoon and Sorin, and they're on the set of their movie that they're making together, drama, whatever it is. And they're both being interviewed by this interviewer who asks them a bunch of, like, romance questions. Basically, like, you know, you're an idol, and people are super into you. You know, how is how is it working together? Are you into each other? You've always just said you're friends. You've known each other a long time. Typical tabloid stuff. Yeah, yeah. totally. And Jiwoon finally basically admits on camera onto the interviewer, like, nope, I totally love Sorin. <laughs> Whoa. And so Ren is all like, um, I'm not sure what to do in this situation because I'm being interviewed on TV and I like, what are you doing right, right That's now? like a public proposal <laughs> or something. That's not yeah, cool, public bro. public proposal is exactly what that is. It doesn't resolve exactly what she does in that moment, but Navi and Daechung overhear this and Navi looks like super upset, like, oh no, all our hard work is lost. And Daechung's like, oh dear, <laughs> like, that's not good. Oh dear. Oh bother. <laughs> exactly. And then he kind of it flashes to the end of the interview, and Ji Woon is having an interaction with his manager, his omnipresent manager. And his manager is like, I highly disagree with what you just did. She, like, she's not worth it. Ooh. I know. 
And Jiwoon is like, I'm not hiding my love for her anymore. I love her and I'm going to tell the world. I don't care what you say. And they get into a huge argument and she he fires the manager. Is he going to hire Daejung? <laughs> yeah, that's a possibility because does Daejung have a job right now? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Though later on he gets paid. So I'm assuming he's still working. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But Spoilers. he basically says, yeah, I know, totally spoils it, that he gets money for a job he's not doing. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> dream job so they're walking the beach and talking jesus jiwoon and so ren she's in the wedding dress he's in the tiger onesie <laughs> and this is where i actually wondered i was like is this a parallel to navi and daejun because like navi is a, a cat, cat person and daejun uh, is like, <laughs> is like the parallel too. i know i was like hmm, that's interesting and she basically like, asks for more time to decide. She's like, I'm not sure if I'd want to be with you. Can I have more time to decide? And he's like, of course. And Daechung then kind of shows up. He, Jiwoon leaves. Daechung shows up and asks her to dinner. He's like, I just got paid. I want to take you to a nice dinner. And then Jiwoon shows up. <laughs> <laughs> not pay my rent. No, she, she brings that up. Bless Soran. <laughs> Jiwoon tries to like cut into the conversation. I don't know why he suddenly came back. I think he just sees them talking and is like, none of that nonsense. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't think so. I just declare my love on national TV. So he asks, straight up asks Daejung, he's like, do you like her? And what can you possibly bring to the table? <laughs> Two good questions. Yeah. Though to be, I think it's kind of a jerk move to be like, you're not good enough for her. I mean, that part is awful. Do. But like, yeah, telling him like, come on, put your cards on the table already. I just confess. I agree with that part. Yeah. yeah. And then Navi interrupts them again. She just comes up and like pretends to be an assistant or something. I don't, like it's, no it's a very short her. scene. Got it. No, because she's been she's had like a hat on. She's had sunglasses oh, on. She's, she's like, doing the old so. Harry at the spy disguises. <laughs> exactly. And so she interrupts again. And just as she interrupts, the scene kind of flashes to somebody in a car. You don't see who it is, and the car suddenly like shoot forward and tries to hit all of them. <laughs> what? Well, like, yeah, I was also a little confused about this but it does become apparent later but what happens is so the car tries to hit them and then Daechung saves Navi like he grabs her out of the way and Jiwoon ends up saving So Rin mm -hmm. and so the cutaway scene like as it pulls back you see which person each person chose to save and it's like <gasps> that's who they really save. love he did, I know he didn't save So Rin Daechung didn't save So Rin so this is now jumping ahead there's nothing more about this car just, just a random ahead. car that attacks them for no reason You'll with Christine. See, it comes up later. It comes up later, I swear. Okay. But I don't want to give it away yet. But they don't they don't say anything more about the car. It just jumps ahead in time. It's the last day of the love cell. So this is her death day, so essentially. Like three days later or whatever. Yeah, she has like eight hours left of time. She knows it to a very precise degree. Yeah. She I don't know why. I guess maybe all of the cells do. I don't know. She's in the math. I don't know. But okay. she knows she has eight hours left. And she's super solemn. She's saying that they failed. Like obviously she's approaching death and suddenly there's an announcement like a radio announcement and i was like do they have a radio on because there was no music there's nothing nobody talking and then i realized the announcement's actually coming from their laptop which was even stupider yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like your laptop doesn't just randomly play like announcements i know so there's suddenly this laptop announcement and it's about sorin and she was kidnapped that morning what, what? i know I'm telling you, this is, I'm not joking. It gets so crazy so fast. You're going to love How much this. of this show is left? Like 
10 minutes like it's so it's like one episode it's so fast okay like so much happens in the last 10 minutes of this show so they think that it's jiwoon's manager the one who got fired earlier for being oh he's all bitter about getting fired over her so he wants revenge yeah so they think that he's kidnapped sorin and navi's like this is your last chance go save her whoever saves her clearly she's gonna fall in love with because that's how it works oh geez that's so (laughs) not right it's like she doesn't have any agency still (laughs) which is funny because she has like she's the most independent character in terms of personality and so she goes to look for the glasses the magic glasses to use because she doesn't realize that day chung used them to find her and they can be used once Right. And so Dae Chiang is like, ah, sorry, I used them to find you. <laughs> like, they're not in there. Okay. And Navi's like, okay, well, last option then, but it's much more dangerous. And she rings her magic bell. Uh-huh. And the delivery driver, remember from Unrequited Love in the Love Cell death meeting? Yes. The delivery driver with the teddy bear. Yeah. He just randomly climbs up on top of the roof. Don't ask me how I got up there. Magic. Okay. And he has a box and he hands it to them. And it's a pink box, and not that it matters what color the box is. Sure. I mean, good details. Really paint that picture, Danielle. And none of them have any reaction to this. Like, it's totally normal that somebody just climbed on the roof and handed them a box. Not even Dae Chung. They have no reaction. And she says, basically, that she bought a new item. So there really is, like, a store where she buys these <laughs> things with MC God. I want that store. <laughs> Yeah, the dilemma, because he's like, well, why didn't you just buy a bunch more stuff? No he's kidding. Like, she goes, well, the problem is that that halves my remaining lifespan every time I buy more. Because what? magic. I don't know. It's never explained. It just, that's what it is. So she now has four hours. And so she's like, better get it done. You have four hours to find her. Okay. He puts on the glasses and he's trying to find her. He like, gets in the car. He's driving. He's trying to get to where she is. And he can't for some reason. I don't quite remember why, but she ends up, uh, so, or, uh, Navi ends up using her lifespan again to get him fox ears so that she, he can find oh, her. Oh, the foxes are back! I gave them so, too little yeah. credit. Yep, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to spoil it. Oh, you made <laughs> I didn't me a want fool. to spoil that he ends up using them to save her from getting surprise kidnapped. <laughs> uh, Danielle, is there any kind of kidnapping? Isn't it a surprise? <laughs> Maybe. It was planned. (laughs) Pre-planned. Pre-planned kidnapping. All right. Okay. Surprise, you're kidnapped. So he can hear (laughs) Sorin calling for help. Sorry, that that was like a a delayed reaction from me. Surprise, you're kidnapped. (laughs) He can hear her calling for help with his fox ears. And then... But I thought he heard their thoughts. He can hear her. Well, apparently he can maybe mentally she's also calling for help, not just literally. Okay. And then so he's in the car driving. He's got his glasses on, his fox ears. Navi is on the rooftop because that's what she's doing. I don't know why she didn't go with him. And then suddenly someone comes up behind her on the rooftop and it like goes black. So she was- Is that Jiwoon? Something? Tell me that's Jiwoon. I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Then it flashes over to the kidnapped Sorin, and the manager is monologuing. So it is the manager. He's he's monologuing that he's behind the whole thing. Like, there was some kind of major mystery that we were confused about, and there was not. But I I never once thought. It's like the (laughs) Scooby-Doo reveal. Like, I was the one who was behind driving the car at you once and then kidnapping you just now. Those two things. (laughs) But this is actually, like, there's stuff that apparently happened in the plot that I didn't realize was part of an overarching mystery, which is funny. So he says he's behind the squid. 
the one from earlier. Oh. Where she opened the box oh, and found and a fainted. dried squid. So he was the one that sent the box with the dried squid to make her pass out. He was Did hoping he she would- Did he leak the information to the tabloids? Yeah, he's behind ah. the plagiarism. <laughs> She's he's behind apparently her manager being fired. Like she, he's basically been like doing all these bizarre weird things. The squid thing is serious. Like she's apparently had a very serious allergy to it because she opened the box and fell over. And then was like, in the he hospital. Was he was basically trying to kill her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he kidnapped her. I don't think he's not extreme. Right, and he says that he's behind. He's doing all this because because she's like, what the heck? Like why? And he says he's doing all this because she ruined Jiwoon's career, and he was way too into her, and he was gonna like destroy his entire life just for her. And wow. then the best part, Sam, the best part of this whole show Ooh. is. He has a dried squid oh, on no. a stick. The manager. It's on this giant metal stick. It's his weapon of and, choice. And he's holding it out. And he's putting it in her face. <laughs> and she's like screaming her head off like, don't touch me with that. <laughs> <laughs> he's just waving a dried squid in her face. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know why. <laughs> Does it look like a little squid on the end of a stick? With all the tentacles yeah, it and looks everything? like a dried the dried squids. They're like they have the body of the squid. They're flat. They're like super flat, oh. <laughs> and they have like the body of the squid, and then all the weird little tentacle things. And he's just like waving, waving it on his stick in front of her. Like he stuck it with his stick. Oh gosh, it was so good. It was so. That's where I was yelling at the TV. I was like, yeah. <laughs> squid that girl squid are good <laughs> so Daiching's on his way to find her it flashes back to him and he gets a phone call and do you remember many oh months ago no when we talked about the opening scene of this tv show was a young gentleman with a gun who was holding it to Daiching's head and threatening him and it was a dream and it was a dream sequence yes okay that's the guy on the phone. <laughs> what? It wasn't a I dream? don't know. He's kidnapped Navi. Uh, okay. <laughs> and Navi's shouting in the background, don't listen to him. Go find Sorin. <laughs> I mean, she's dead either way, so. Yeah, he's like, this is the time for farewells. And he hangs up the phone. And Who this hangs is up where the phone? He, and the guy. The guy hangs okay, up the like, phone. Not that June isn't like, oh. uh, too bad. Yes. That's not what happens. Okay. okay. <laughs> he just, like, hangs up the phone. Like, bad guy. Supposedly bad guy. And this is where you kind of realize, because you see the guy talking to him, and he's, like, holding a gun at Navi, and Navi's, like, curled up in a corner, and you realize, is this guy, like, the executioner for love cells? Is that how they die? <laughs> I mean, my guess was way off if that's true, because my guess was he was one of the people from the support group, like, desperately trying to get a love cell again. No, that's not it, but solid guess. My brain went nowhere near that. <laughs> Your um, went to love cell executioner. Yeah, like, mine went to, is he an ex- is this, like, are all love cells execution style murdered? And if so- <laughs> That's awful. Oh, God, why? <laughs> I mean, I think both of our guesses are equally valid. Yeah, so there's a bunch of flashbacks to moments between Navi and Daechung again. Like, we didn't just have them five minutes ago. We don't have time for this! People are kidnapped and being threatened with guns! <laughs> we all know that flashbacks happen simultaneously to other things. 
Except in some comedies where they just stand there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you see Jaewoon searching for So Rin as well at the same time. The Jiwoon's like out there doing his, he's like, I'm, I'm going to find her too. But he doesn't have magic classes of fox ears. Right. But then Jiwoon breaks into a building and it turns out it is the building that So Rin is in. So he does find her <laughs> and he punches out the manager. Like opening random. No, no, <laughs> so Rin, no, no, no. in here? All right. <laughs> so Rin, you're in and here. He, you find out you find out the Daechun called him and was like, Go get Sarin. She's there. Like this is where she oh, is. Oh, then he went to go save Navi. So he went to find yeah, he went to find Navi. Not that he know I assume he's using the glasses. He's still using them, so maybe it's all considered one use. That's if he avoids the warranty. I know, it's very questionable. So he punches out the Jiwoon punches out his manager, tells Sarin that Daechun is the one that told him where she was. Daechun goes to get Navi. But once he reaches it, there's no clarification as to how he got there. We're assuming it's the glasses. But once he gets there, he, like, goes to try and fight the guy with the gun. And there's, like, a force field that the guy keeps pushing out. Like, you're never going to get to her. She's totally going to die. Well, it's a, a what? It's like a for It's like a pink. I think it's pink. So maybe it's a reference to earlier pink bubbles. It, like, pushes out and just stops him. Like, every time he goes to run, he gets hit by this, like, is it coming from the dude through. with the gun? For the, it comes from the guy with the gun. Yes. So the guy with the gun is magic. He's magic. Okay. It was not clear. No, it wasn't clear till then either, because you don't know anything about this guy. That's literally all I know, Sam, is that he had a gun, and he's magic. Her, and now he is magic. So with magic force fields, at least. Got it. And he's like, I believe I've given you enough chances. And I'm like, enough chances for what? Because you don't know who he is. And so if you wanted her to live, why did you do this to yourself? Because Seichun keeps going, like, don't let her die. Like, please don't kill her. Um, <laughs> he's actually come around to her living. That's good. Yeah, Dae Ching is like, he's. I know I've lived like an idiot, but it was hard enough to live by myself, like, let alone fall in love and, like, care about other people. I couldn't even care about myself. And the guy says that's now, he's like, oh, that's the Dae Ching I knew, like, kind of self-centered and, like, never going to fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> and he basically, like, kind of, he's trying to fight back. He can't because of the force field. And he's like, give me one more chance. Give me one more chance. And the the guy is this, why are you so desperate suddenly? And then he goes to shoot Navi, and he does. He shoots Navi. And Whoa. Navi turned and in the cutest scene, which is terrible because a death cutest just occurred. Oh, <laughs> it's so cute. Danielle. Navi turns back into a cat. <laughs> when okay. she gets shot, it's this little black and white cat. And they taught the cat to roll over and play dead. <laughs> so he gets shot, and the cat rolls over on its belly, and its legs, like, kind of flopped side to side. <laughs> Really it's a cute. real cat. <laughs> so cute. So I like the moment was really lost on me because I was like, oh, Navi. Oh, kitty cat. You're so cute. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. So Navi's gone. Now it's just a normal cat <laughs> again. I'm glad we established that. And then it kind of flashes forward. So Ren and Jiwoon are officially dating. Daechung lost his chance. And then six months have passed. It's a new future. And the he comes out of his apartment. A new future. It's the new. That's the future. Got it. So he he comes out of his apartment, which is the only time you've ever seen him go into his apartment at all. Like apparently he went into his apartment, came back out. <laughs> Got it. He does know how doors work. Yeah, he came out of his apartment. He was not living. It's winter, which might explain it. It's now like the holiday season. I think there's like a Christmas tree on the rooftop. He 
the cat's sitting out there. It's just hanging out on the porch. He goes and sits down on the table, and he's like, you know, sometimes I feel like that was just a really long dream. He's talking to the cat. Yeah. And then you hear the landlady in the background tell somebody, like, he's like she's like, go check on Daechung, see if he's still alive. Like, I haven't <laughs> seen him in forever. And so he turns around, because he hears somebody coming Is it coming the daughter up. who farts from bread? He turns around, and yes, and it's the daughter of the landlady, and she looks exactly like Navi. <laughs> Oh. I don't know why, but she does. Same actress, I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. And she has a piece of cake. I don't know why, but she does. Okay. <laughs> and he's like shocked. He's like, oh my God, it's Navi and she has cake. Why? And she's human. That is a big question. Yeah. And so he wonders again. He's like, am I entering? What strange dream am I entering into? And that's like the end of the the show. It credits. It goes that's to the That's how it ends. That's how it, well, sort of. There's an after credit scene. Okay. That's very brief, but that's the end of, like, them, of all of that. That's how it ends. Congratulations. <laughs> he gets a girlfriend. Well, I thought his love cells died, so he can't. Well, so it flashes to the after credit scene, and it's the guy who had the gun. The gun guy. Gun guy. Goes, oh, and right, he, that guy who we yeah. don't know anything about. <laughs> very famous actor. He is sitting in, he is, he's sitting in a chair, like a, uh, What's it called? The king sit in a throne. Throne. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a throne. I'd like from my recollection. He's sitting in like a throne, and he basically is talking to the camera, and he's like, "Dating can be the hardest yet most beautiful thing." Uh. And then it <laughs> then it flashes across the screen. It says, "God of love, both good and evil. He is the hunter of love cells." <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> so you have MC God, the salesman, Iceman. And you have the god of love who is good and evil and hunts love cells for sport? Then it says, he basically says, he will now begin his story of how he became a love cell hunter. That's what he says to the camera. I will now begin my story of how I became a love cell hunter. That's the end of the show. (laughs) What? None of that makes sense. And I hate all of it. I hate it all. Maybe season two has more to say. If season two is a story of how he became a love cell, I mean, I hate it. I, I honestly, that's awful. <laughs> that's the worst. It makes zero sense. There's no it's so payoff. Good. It's so weird. It's so good. <laughs> Sam, it's so good. It's perfect. <laughs> I, I'll give it to you that it is the most nonsense I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm wow. so glad he got a girlfriend, and I actually would love to hear the story about we how the We don't know if he got a girlfriend. We just saw him see her. She, okay. She could have rejected him. Plot. He definitely got a girlfriend. <laughs> Why? Why? What in this show made you think he got a girlfriend? Because he, because that's just how TV shows work. He lives in TV land. He got the girlfriend. Uh, so maybe because he showed love at the end, like a last minute retribution, he was like, don't kill her. Okay, Daniel. I believe it would have been stronger if he had, like, said, I love her or whatever. Yeah. He never actually expressed love for anybody in the show. No, but I think he felt it. Maybe that mattered. Mm, I thought the whole point was he had to tell So Rin. Like, he had to learn how to have a relationship with requires expressing your feelings. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if expression was, like, the main thing so much as just being in love. Well, what, <laughs> and, you can be and in being love in a relationship so- with them, which which implies that at some point you have to confess that you want to be in a relationship Why? with them. Why? I mean, them. you can't be – like, they can love someone like, yo, I love that person. Do they know about it? No. Right. That doesn't count. I mean, 
I don't disagree that this is complete nonsense and you don't know whether or not he ends up with the the bread-eating girl. <laughs> bread-eating girl. <laughs> like, your only characteristic is she looks like Navi and she farts when she eats bread. And she studied in France. I mean, bonjour. Great for her. And also, oh man, if he actually dated her, then the uh, Leia Mord would be his, like, mother-in-law, basically, which, ooh, rough. Oof. Oof-da. <laughs> So that is the end of the story, Sam. That's the end of Love Cells season that mean, one. That's an ending. I'll give you that. <laughs> so good. As soon as the squid came up, I was like, oh no, <laughs> where is this going? There was, there was like, a, a, why do we always pick the shows or media that have like the first 80% is not a lot going on and then everything insane happens in like the last 10 or 20%? I don't know. But the ending was so good, and I can't believe I did seen it. This is my third time seeing it. I can't believe I didn't remember any of the ending. <laughs> it's it's complete nonsense. It's bonkers. <laughs> I still don't know what a love cell is. I still don't know why I care if they die, because apparently even if they all die, you can still date and have a love <laughs> with somebody, so they're pointless. Maybe if I read the webtoon, it would make more coherent sense. Or maybe one of our listeners knows. Oh, Maybe you've yes. seen Love Cells or read the webtoon, and you can fill us in on some of our very big questions. Right. If you actually know any details about what a love cell is, please write in, tell me at bookretorts.com. I need to know more answers. You can also message us on Twitter at bookretorts, and we would love to hear from you. Oh, absolutely, because I don't think I've had more questions ever after finishing one of these episodes. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> when I watched this, I was like, Sam's gonna love this. <laughs> you and know by me love, too well. I mean hate. <laughs> I'm so glad you shared that with me. So at least she didn't end up with a cat, Sam. He did not end up with a cat. I kind of, I mean, I was really hoping that he would like end up with his own cell because how do you have a relationship with your own cells? I mean, that's. That means like dating yourself in a way, and it's like self love, and like what's going on? It's self love. <laughs> self love. Okay, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> Good ending. Good ending. I'm done. Play music. Maybe, like, all love cells look like her. And that's just, like, the form love cells take. Well, then that's super weird, because he possibly oh, dating is possibly dating. Oh, is that dating. too weird for the show? <laughs> is that too weird for the show? <laughs> He's dating a farting bread eater who looks just like his dead love cell that was shot to death by the god of love, who is apparently good and evil. So, excuse me, I don't think that's beyond the real possibility. <laughs> well, when you put it like that. <laughs> okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I refuse to believe anything is too insane for the show. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs>